everyone. Welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, CBTPFL. It's Tuesday. It's January 4th. It's 2022. We have five NBA games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined today by my buddy, Keith Eister. Eyes819. What's happening, my friend? Hey, man. Good to talk to you. Not much going on here. Sweating a little football. Uh, Roethlisberger has 20 completions for under 100 yards in the first half here, and Baker Mayfield has four completions. So not a great football game we're dealing with, but excited to break down some NBA. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you read the NFL expert survey for Monday night. I don't know if you I don't are you one of the Monday night guys? I was not on it. Oh, I, I, I like uh, I wrote I'm a sucker for good stories. I'm playing Ben in his last game in high field. <laughs> and he threw the ball 34 times in the first half for under 100 yards. So there you go. Um, <laughs> they're, they're trying to get him there, but it's it's just not working out. Ben doesn't have much left these days. I mean, it's like what's funny is like I would probably take the over on 60 by the end of the game. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, so anyway, yeah, five game basketball slate here. Uh, pretty interesting slate overall. We have a few good games. Um, so lots to kind of, you know, go through and talk about here and uh, always fun having you on. So we will, uh, I mean, I guess we'll jump right in. Like you said, you know, we're sweating a little bit of football, but overall, um, I mean, we're looking at some basketball here. Memphis at Cleveland is where we get started. 214 and a half total here. Cleveland is a three-point favorite. Memphis will be on the second end of a back-to-back, so we won't have injury reports, um, COVID list players, all that stuff. Um, we'll wait and see. And then on the Cleveland side, Okoro, Osman, Rubio, and Sexton are listed out. Um, so, I mean... What I, what I mean, the first thing that's interesting to me is Garland's not on the injury report, so I'm assuming he'll be back and playing, um, even coming off the COVID list. So let's start here with Memphis, second end of a back-to-back. What are your thoughts on this team? Tough matchup here. Um, Cleveland has been really good defensively this season, um, ranked third in defensive rating, and they played slow too. So tough matchup, and as it is with the NBA these days, we definitely are going to need some injury news here. Um, last couple games, Dylan Brooks has been out if he's and Kyle Anderson and, and D'Anthony Melton as well. But Brooks is the big one, the high usage guy that's missed some time. So if he remains out, uh, I, I think you still have to have some interest here. Um, John Morant has played well in his return. Um, he's shown a really big ceiling this year. I, even in a tough matchup, I'd still have interest in Morant at 9,700. And Desmond Bain is the guy who has just taken over a huge scoring role for this team. Uh, he remains too cheap, in my opinion, at, at 6,700. Um, he put up another 26 points, I think, in, in their last game. That, that was the first leg of this back-to-back. So a little concerned with them being on the back-to-back and in a tough matchup. Um, but those two guys in particular, I, I'm quite interested in. I, I don't think I'll get to Jaron Jackson or Steven Adams. Um, Tyus Jones has a nice price. Depends on what his role is. Uh, if Brooks remains out, I think you, he could be in play as well. Yeah, I mean, you got to wait and see if any of these guys come back. Um, I mean, I think that's that's the first thing is just, hey, is anybody going to play or not? Um, so, I mean, you mentioned Bain. You know, he's just he continues to just put up 20 shots a night. I think he's over 20 in three of his last four games and over 18 in like six straight or something like that, five straight. Uh, so he's taken a huge role here. 
So if all these guys remain out, I mean, he is certainly somebody that, I mean, you're looking at like three point props for him. You're looking at point props for him. Um, and I mean, at 6,700, very much in play on the Cleveland side. I mean, if Garland comes back, he's 9,400. He's super expensive. I think that price just kind of prices him out. Kevin Love is 7,500. His price, I mean, his ceiling's just so high, even in like limited minutes. I don't, I don't know if it, like, is he too expensive? I think is the question we should be asking ourselves. <laughs> it, it does not feel like a comfortable price tag at all. And I, I keep fading Kevin Love because I'm like, he can't continue putting up this kind of production. Um, but the minutes have even come up now here recently. He's been really good. So I, if Garland comes back, I, like I said, I haven't been on Love. I don't think now is the time I'm going to start chasing him. Um, yeah, that's a, that's an uncomfortable price. And, and Garland, I, I don't want to play him at that price either. First game back. Um, Jared Allen is a guy that's shown a little bit of a ceiling, but his price is up there too. And since he's come back, he hasn't, he hasn't been producing quite to the level that he was early in the season. That, that leaves just pretty much Evan Mobley for me as the guy I'm interested in. I, I don't mind his price at 7,100. Um, I think he'd be the, the only guy I have interest in for Cleveland. Yeah, I mean, I I really don't hate taking shots on Kevin Love, and it feels it feels like it's so much, but when you just look at like the production recently, and I mean, as of right now, it sounds like Okoro and Osman and these guys are out. So I mean, I think there's avenues and roads for Love to play 30 minutes, and that's all he needs. I mean, he's just he's strength from the fountain of youth um here recently uh, he's just been absolutely crushing so i think ceiling wise he's definitely in play uh san antonio at toronto is where we go next this game 217 and a half total here toronto five and a half point favorite um as far as the spurs are concerned uh collins mcdermott murray walker out um bates diop is questionable and on the raptors side goran Dragic. And David Johnson are out. Bonga is questionable. So, I mean, the Raptors almost back to full strength here. I mean, I would say they're pretty much at full strength. But, I mean, when we look at the Spurs, we're still seeing um, no DeJounte Murray. What's your thoughts here on San Antonio? Yeah, Murray being out is is big and leaves plenty of usage for these other guys. Talk about price tags that we didn't feel like we would feel comfortable playing guys at early in the season or at the beginning of the season. Um, Derek White is 7,200, but he's been playing really well in Murray's absence. His assist rate has really come up. Um, just looking at his game log here, uh, 14 assists in the last game, nine assists, eight assists, 10 assists, seven assists. Like he has stepped into the distributor role without Jante Murray in the lineup. So um, not a comfortable price tag, but I think there's still upside for Derek White um, at that tag of 7,200. Going down the list, I mean, I don't have much interest in the mid-range here in Pirtle or Keldon Johnson. I think Devin Vassell is where I would look to for some value. Um, he he played over 40 minutes in their last game, um, put up 38 DK points. Uh, I think he still has a role here as long as Lonnie Walker remains out. Um, so I like Vassell for some value. So, I mean, looking at San Antonio, like we, you know, you mentioned Derek White. If you look at the season, he's averaging like 1.06 fantasy points per minute with no DeJounte Murray. If you look at the last two weeks with no DeJounte Murray, he's averaging 1.31 fantasy point per minute. So 
obviously it's a, a tale of two different stories um, with the situation that's going on with San Antonio right now. Uh, when you're using court IQ, I like to kind of look at larger and smaller sample sizes like right now, because I mean, just everything is so fluid. Uh, so, I mean, I like white. I think he's very much in play. I don't mind Jakob Podol in this game, just because I think this is a game that Toronto uses a lot of big guys. I mean, they're going to have Siakam. They're going to have Barnes. They're going to play some Boucher. Um, I think Precious is back. So, like, they use a lot of big guys. So, I think there's a road for Podol to play 33 to 35 minutes in this game. And, I mean, this is just a guy that can produce a fantasy point per minute with no problem. Um, So, obviously, he's on my list today. On the Toronto side of things, I mean, Van Vliet and Siakam and Barnes, they're all so expensive. Um, I I think that's my biggest concern is just price um, for all three of these guys. Yeah, I don't have a ton of interest in in Toronto because of those prices you mentioned. Um, Siakam did finally have a ceiling game. Uh, It was against the Clippers here on New Year's Eve. Uh, put up 67 DraftKings points. But outside of that, he really hasn't shown much of, much of a ceiling this year. Not like he has in the past anyway. Um, I'm out on him at that price for sure. Van Vliet is the one I would prefer to chase. He's been pretty consistent here of late. Um, only going to probably do it as a run back and if I had a couple of spurs in my lineup. Um, but no interest really outside of Van Vliet for me here. Yeah, just, I mean, 9K, I get it. Like, especially if I'm going to play some white and some Podol, I'll definitely run it back with some Van Vliet. You're just getting into an expensive stack. But, I mean, it's a five-game slate. And depending on, like, LeBron, whether or not he plays or not, um, I mean, he is probable. But, I mean, it's everything is everything is so questionable, I feel like. But, I mean, studs are... Kind of iffy on this slate anyway. So Pacers and Knicks, 208 and a half total here. Knicks, uh, one and a half point favorite. On the Pacers side, Fitzdays, Brogdon, Duarte, Jackson, Lamb, Levert, Martin, McConnell, Warren are all out as of right now. <laughs> um, and then on the Knicks side of things, Nerlens Noel, Julius Randle, Derek Rose, Selden, Valentine, and Kimba are out. Mitchell Robinson is questionable. This game right here is just very, very shorthanded in general. We're going to get a lot of value from this game just in general on a five-game slate. This is going to be a game that's going to have a lot of value plays that are going to be very popular. Talk to me here about the Pacers. Yeah, at the top, Sabonis isn't really a comfortable guy to roster here. I don't think at that price. Um, he, he will have a, a massive usage role with Levert and Brogdon and Duarte all out. I don't love this matchup against the Knicks. They're just a team that plays slow. But if Randall is out, I don't know who's really going to stop Sabonis inside. So um, as of right now, it's, it's mild interest, but maybe I dig into that a little bit more. Um, throughout the day and Sabonis pops a little bit more. You mentioned that there's not really a ton of studs to pay up for on this slate. So maybe he enters the conversation for me. The value is definitely in play. None of it is really comfortable value. I mean, we're talking about guys like Justin Holiday and Torrey Craig, how much ceiling is really there. Dwayne Washington was a guy that jumped into the starting lineup in their last one. Um, he was fine in 34 minutes, 27 DK points. 
Uh, I think he's, he's very much in play at 4K, will probably be one of the chalkier value plays. Uh, and then the rest of, depends on the starting lineup. I mean, I assume Holiday will be in there. Um, and then one of Craig or Brissett maybe. Um, but I think Washington is, is my preferred value play because he's the cheapest. Um, and then you can take shots on the other three. I mean, looking at the Knicks side of things here, I mean, they're missing a bunch of people. Um, my problem with the Knicks is like the minutes seem like they're still kind of all over the place. Um, Obi Toppin is coming off a game where he played 45 minutes and it's tough to kind of guess if that is potentially going to happen again. Um, I mean, what are we looking at when it comes? And I will, I will say this really quick, going back to the Pacers with everyone out. I, I like Washington jr. At 4k. Um, talk to me here about the Knicks. Just a really tough rotation to figure out. Um, the Kemba Walker, Alec Burks, flip-flopping back and forth, like out of the lineup, in the rotation, out of the rotation type of stuff. Um, obviously, if Kemba is, is ruled out, maybe Alec Burks is more comfortable to roster, but you just never know when these guys are going to get pulled out of the rotation. So it's it's hard to trust any of them. RJ Barrett, I think, is the one guy you can trust to play big minutes. Um, 5,600, I think, is a fair enough price for him. So I don't mind RJ. Like, I don't want to chase Fournier. Toppin... If he was cheaper, I would have interest, but the price tag has come up to 5,200. That, that's a tough ask. I mean, you you pretty much have to have him in the upper 30s in minutes to be able to roster him at that price tag. So I don't think I have much interest in top. And it's if Alec Burks is in the starting lineup, I'd probably be okay with him. I'm fine with RJ Barrett. And if, if Mitchell Robinson plays, I'd, I'd be fine with him at his price tag of 4,900. I mean, if Robinson sits... I think Taj Gibson, I, I know his stats are, are have been not good, um, <laughs> but I, I think at his price point on this small slate, I think he'd be in play. Um, if Mitrov plays, I think he is definitely someone to look at here. Phoenix at New, or- New Orleans is where we go next. Uh, two 15.5 total here. Suns a... Seven point favorites, uh, Pelicans, second end of a back to back. And I mean, some guys that were ruled out the night before ended up playing, um, yesterday. And then on the Phoenix side, Ayton's out, Crowder's out, Kaminsky's out, McGee is out, Nader is out, and Sarge is out. Uh, talk to me here about Phoenix. The glaring thing is the three big guys still being out with Ayton, McGee, and Kaminsky out. It's pretty much Jalen Smith. That's all that's left here. Um, Price tag has come up. It's 5,500. But the role he's seen over the past four games, that's completely justified. He's still a little bit too cheap, in my opinion. Uh, Jalen Smith should be pretty chalky here. I think he's he's very much in play. At the top, Booker and Paul have been pretty inconsistent. I mean, theoretically, there should be a big ceiling on one of those guys here with, with no Aiton in the lineup. It was Booker that was doing it for a little while, um, but he's fallen off a little bit here. I just don't know if I trust Paul and Booker on this with in this situation. Um, their price tags seem fine. Paul is is actually underpriced at seventy four hundred. Maybe I think I'd lean Paul over Booker if I had to had to choose between those two. I think I lean Paul over Booker as well. Uh, I'm right there with you. You look at it like last game he only played twenty six minutes. They absolutely crushed Charlotte. He put up forty fantasy points. He had sixteen assists in twenty six minutes. Um, and I mean, it's not like he hasn't 
been producing in like the 40s. He's hit 43 of the last five games. He's 7,400. I mean, this is one of the lowest price tags. Like this is a guy a week and a half ago that was 9K. Um, so, I mean, you're getting a huge discount on Chris Paul here. Um, so I really like him. And I think Jalen Smith, you know, you look at the minutes for him last game too. They just, they, they rolled Charlotte. Uh, and like, there's no other way to put it. I worry a little bit just about this game staying close overall, but I do think that, you know, I think that New Orleans on the second end of back-to-back at home, if everyone plays okay, uh, can keep this game competitive. Looking at the Pelicans side of things here, I mean, I don't know. You know, some people's outlet. Oh, we're going to play. Um, you know, talk to me here about New Orleans. Yeah, I don't know what to do with New Orleans either. Um, Ingram was his first game back last night. I think it was double checking that. Yep. Yeah, he, he missed a couple games in there. I didn't see what he did tonight or last night. Um, but I, the pricing is, is tough. Um, I don't know that I trust Ingram at this point in a tough matchup with Phoenix. Um, no eight and helps a little bit, but still he's 9,600. I don't love that price tag. Uh, Valanchunas is priced up as well at 9,300. And then there's Hart and, and Graham in, in the mid range. I'm not sure how much upside there is at, at those tags, 6,600 for Hart, 6K for Graham. I just, I don't have a ton of interest in New Orleans. I don't think. I mean, they, you know, they played you saw, yesterday um depending on when you're listening to the podcast right now it's um <laughs> they're playing currently um i mean valentine has played 27 minutes hart played 34 graham 28 ingram 28 and jones 29 and those five guys are on the floor right now so they'll they'll get a few extra minutes here that game only has i think four minutes left so um just looking at that overall i, I think ingram is just I think he's too expensive. Um, I know he took he shot terrible, and this matchup's a little bit better against Phoenix than it was against Utah, but I think he's priced up too much. I think Valanciunas could have a field day if they feel if they feed him in this game. But I mean at 9,300, like you're gonna need like a, a 15 to 20 shot night from Valanciunas. He's not getting there with like one of his 10 shot nights. Um, so I think he could crush in this spot if they feed him the basketball. And I mean everyone for new orleans because people were out they're just kind of all priced right i think if i'm taking a shot on anybody here with new orleans it's alexander walker 4100 should play around 30 minutes in this game and i mean he's a guy that will put up 15 shots so and i do worry a a little about even about him um i mean hart and graham could eat so many minutes that like walker only sees 20 three to 25 minutes in the game. So New Orleans is a big question mark, but if I'm going to be looking at Paul and I'm going to be looking at Jalen Smith, I'll look at someone to try to run it back with here um, on the New Orleans side of things. I like correlation. I don't care what the sport is. I like correlation. Uh, We finish out, (laughs) finish out the slate here. We got the Kings and the Lakers, 232 total. There's a two and a half hour gap between the eight o'clock game and this 1030 game. And I always note that because these games, we always expect them to be so popular and sometimes they're really not. Um, so Lakers have a seven and a half point. They're a seven and a half point favor here. Uh, looking at the Sacramento side, Terrence Davis is questionable. Holmes is out and uh, Woodard's out. 
I mean, they have a lot of G League guys out, but I'm not worried about that. Lakers side, Anthony Davis is out, and none remains out. LeBron is is probable on the injury report, but, I mean, who knows. Talk to me here about the Kings. This game, massive total. Um, I mean, the first thing that I, – I opened the slate up, and the first thing that was like, why is De'Aaron Fox 7,100? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this is the, the definitely the best game environment of the night. Both of these team, teams play fast. Um, that's why you're seeing the high total. The Sacramento doesn't play any defense. Uh, the Kings have been a tough team to figure out all year because their rotation has been so variant. Then Fox missed several games, and Halliburton was crushing. Then Fox came back, and everybody was overpriced. I, this is the first time in a while that I can remember looking at King's pricing and be like, okay, we there, we can work with this now. Like Fox feels too cheap at 7,100 for sure. Um, in an up-tempo matchup with the Lakers. I mean, if this game stays close, it's going to be Fox running the show. I don't mind Halliburton at 7,300 either. Um, his role has been reduced a little bit with Fox back in the lineup, but he's still shown a, a bit of a ceiling. He had, he had 50 DK points two nights ago with, with Fox in the lineup. So um, I, I have interest in the top two. Then you start getting into that messy rotation that I talked about, and it's difficult. Um, I don't know that I'll be targeting anybody outside of Halliburton and Fox. I, I like this game environment. If It depends on their starting lineup, and, and you've mentioned it, being two and a half hours after the, the other game starts, um, it's difficult. We may not have a lineup. So I, I want to have interest in more of these Kings, the value plays. Um, but it's hard to know the rotation and without a starting lineup, it's, it's going to be difficult to do to uh, sort through it. Yeah. I mean, if you're playing this game and I think we all should be playing this game because it does have the best environment um, on the entire slate. If you're playing this game, you just have to, especially on DraftKings. On FanDuel, it's a little bit different, but on on DraftKings, you really have to like utilize that like guard for utility spot and have backup plans. Uh, I mean, have backup plans because uh, you, you know there's obviously a lot of value in this game. This game's going to be back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Um, Fox is my favorite. I like Barnes. I think this is a game that like Barnes could get back on track. And then on the Lakers side of things, I don't mind Westbrook, but I mean, it's LeBron. LeBron's probably the best play on the slate. You know, there's no sugarcoating it. Like you could potentially make an argument for Sabonis or Morant or Van Vliet or these guys. Um, Yeah, it's all about, it's all about LeBron. Yep, completely agree. He's he's the best play on the slate. Um, I mean, he was just absolutely crushing for a, a, a long stretch there without Anthony Davis. Uh, I mean, he just put up 51 in his last game, and that's like a, a floor game for what he's been doing here recently. He's been consistently over 60, 70 DK points. Um, I mean, we're talking about a two-week stretch here. Uh, just outstanding form for LeBron, definitely in play with, a, with an outstanding matchup here. It's Westbrook that's the one that – it's tough to deal with and hard to know what to do with. Uh, he actually has shown a little bit of a ceiling without Davis as well. And this is a great matchup, but if, if Westbrook is going to be chalky, I, I don't want to play a chalky Westbrook. Um, we've seen him struggle with LeBron uh, playing next to LeBron all year long um, outside of maybe a couple games over the past couple of weeks here where he put up triple doubles, but 
if if Westbrook's going to be popular, I'm definitely going to be on the the fade him train. A couple of the the mid range guys, I don't mind. Uh, Carmelo has been shooting a lot of threes here recently. I don't mind taking shots on that. He's five k, a little bit pricey in my opinion, but I I don't mind taking some shots on that. And Malik Monk is the other guy that's had a, a pretty decent role here, uh, seen over thirty minutes, um, and has been fine. I, that price tag at fifty one hundred, I, I think Malik Monk is in play as well. Yeah, I never hate taking um, shots on Malik Monk. All right, let's play the morning grind game, and then uh, we'll get out of here. Favorite play under 5K to go 7X. Who's cheap that you're looking at here? Um, we talked about some Indiana guys. I think several of them are in play. I, the guy I'm looking at is um, with the Spurs. As long as Lonnie Walker is out, I think Devin Vassell has a nice role. Like, I mean, I don't know if he plays 40 minutes again. Probably doesn't need to at 4,400. Um, I like Vassell. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely don't hate that. I think I think I'm going to go it's so hard with some of these injuries and not knowing, but I think I'm going to continue to ride the the Herb Jones train. He's playing the minutes. Um it's the second end of a back-to-back Valanciunas is and, and like Ingram they're kind of banged up a little bit. I I think I'm going to go Herb Jones 4600 here. I, I like his just overall upside. Over 8K to go under 5X. Who's your bust today? Talked about the great matchup for Westbrook, um, but he um, they just had a, a great matchup against Minnesota, and he only he only had 30 DK points. Um, just a guy that has failed in this spot a couple of times already this season. Um, tough usage with LeBron there, playing outstanding. Uh, I think Westbrook is is the expensive guy that fails. Yeah, I think for me. I'm gonna I think I'm gonna go Brandon Ingram at 9,600. Uh, I think he's just his price is crazy high. Um, who's your favorite six X play today? Um, I'll take Jalen Smith. I, I mean, he's he's the only big guy left there for Phoenix. Um, don't mind this matchup with New Orleans. Uh, still fairly priced at at 5,500. I think there's still some upside upside at that price. Yeah, I mean. I, I got to go De'Aaron Fox. That game, the environment in that game is so good. It's going to be so back and forth. He's averaging over 40 fantasy points in two meetings against the Lakers this season. The, again, like when I opened up this, you know, slate and I was like, why is De'Aaron Fox so cheap in this matchup? So 230 total. I'm going De'Aaron Fox here. Let's get weird. GPP play of the day. Who do you got? <sighs> You mentioned this game starting late. It's the the environment we want to attack. Um, I don't know the. I think he's going to be low on because his price is five k. Carmelo Anthony is the guy I want here. Um, I I don't think many people are going to play him at that price. It's been a couple a week or so since we've seen a ceiling game, but I like the shot volume that we're seeing, uh, and the, it's the best matchup of the night. So Carmelo Anthony. Mine's kind of off the board. I feel. And then, I mean, there's a good chance it doesn't work, but I, I think like this is just kind of one of those gut calls. Um, I'm going to go Cameron Johnson for the Phoenix Suns. Um, I mean, the minutes, the opportunity um, is there. It, the matchup is there. I'm going to go Cam Johnson here. I like it. Uh, any bets standing out to you here the night before? Um, I didn't see anything really that I was interested in without digging in a little bit more. Um, 
no, not nothing jumping out at me at this moment. I mean, I, I honestly, I don't hate the Knicks minus one and a half uh, at home. Pacers are really banged up right now. I don't hate that. Um, but I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of an interesting slate because they, I, I was hoping the Kings Lakers total would be a little bit lower, but it, I mean, it's kind of right where it should be. So um, nothing like jumping off the page until I can look at some player props um, tomorrow. So uh, Keith, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Um, nope. I don't, don't have anything else. Let's, let's see if Ben can have a big second half in his uh, final home game at Heinz field, I guess. I mean, Cleveland just scored. We got a ball game. <laughs> yeah. That's going to wrap it up here for Tuesday. We'll be back tomorrow talking more basketball. Good luck, everyone. See you then.